Hey there, baby, baby. And welcome back to another episode of Something Pod. Sorry, that hell? really caught me off guard there. <laughs> it's, the song. it's the song. It's the song. Pod. <laughs> what song? Uh, oh, the Here Comes the, the Drum thing. song. Yeah, hey there, oh, baby, yeah, yeah. baby. Oh, that's good. We're, we're, that's it, we're going to be <laughs> it sounds quite the same when again. you just spoke it normally. <laughs> uh, right, welcome back to another episode of Doc Who Pod, if I haven't said that already. Uh, I'm Josh, joined with me as always, and my two co-hosts, Jack and Brad. How are you, boys? Yeah, all morning, good. morning. All good. Yeah, not, not bad. bad. It's the crack of dawn here on a Saturday again. You know, the, the sunlight's just come up, mm. but, you know, we, 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 we soldier through. We soldier through. We sold you through for the finale <laughs> of season three. Can you believe it? We've smashed through three series already. That's insane. Uh, it has gone quick, hasn't it? It really has. It has done, to be fair. Like, I can't believe it. In the uh, ranking of finales, where does this one come so far, JP? Oh, that is a good question. Um, I, I'm either going to say number one or number two. Okay, okay. Brad? <laughs> In terms of the ones we've seen so far? Uh, number one, definitely, 100%. Better than Doomsday? Yeah, See, yeah that, that's the thing. I just I quite like Doomsday as well. I, I don't know, I think... Doomsday just had a bit more heartbreak. Yeah, See, but then again, this one had more background for Doctor Who. More background, you know what I mean? like, more just, story, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I can't make my mind up, really. Yeah. Well, we'll uh, go through the episode beat by beat. We'll try and come to a definitive conclusion. Uh, but we'll start off as we always do in a word, JP. Uh, revealing. Okay, that was a really long pause. Was I thought that... you'd cut out for no. a second. No, 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 no. Revealing. What's the word? Like... I missed it. Revealing. Revealing. Oh, yeah. You two are so shit at picking words. <laughs> this is how what? are you still so bad at this segment? What sort of a word is revealing? I mean, it's I mean, really good. Not. Oh, Brad, go on. Uh, uh, I don't know, I ain't got a clue. Uh, Let me think of one. We do this literally every week. Yeah, but just like who knows, I always forget. (laughs) I didn't think of a word, all right? Uh, He's going to be doing this in a year's time, but he's just still going to (laughs) forget. I feel like I've got a really good word on the tip of my tongue, but I just can't think what it is. What are you thinking, Josh? Josh, what's your one word then? Uh, I'm just going to say flat out fantastic. Brilliant. So more good. than one word. Fantastic. That's three, you dickhead. All right. Fantastic. <laughs> I should have used that one the other day. Actually, no, no. I'm going to say um, rushed. Rushed? Oh, really? Ooh. I think this finale is almost perfect if it wasn't for the last 15 minutes. Oh, that's interesting you said that, actually. We'll, we'll get to that. That is very we'll interesting get to you it. said that. Yeah. Uh, Bradley, have you had enough time to think? I mean, you've had all week, but... Oh, this is a struggle to you. Fucking hell. I'm not cutting these gaps out, by the way. I'm going to let it be known <laughs> yeah, you how are. much you two yeah, have you deliberated are. on this. <laughs> it's an important thing, all right? Um... So before we started this podcast, we said we were going to keep it under 48 oh, minutes. I did not one, say actually. 48 minutes to think of a bloody word. Go on. I've got a good one, actually. There we go. Martha. Martha. What? Yeah. That's not how you describe yeah. an episode. This other went to you. How was the episode? It is Martha. This is the, that is the <laughs> perfect way to describe it. That's the perfect way because it's all about Martha. Yeah. <sighs> there you go. <laughs> Strap in, guys. We're in for a long one today. <laughs> how was your day today, Martha? <laughs> Martha's not an adjective. Well. <laughs> right. Well, anyway, rather than dealing. Revealing is an adjective. <laughs> on these is two it? terrible <laughs> answers. 
Um, let's jump over to Who News before this entire thing falls apart. Um, insert noise here. Do do. Well, I've got nothing. I've got nothing. Well, that's a fucking hat trick then, because I got fuck all either. Low week. Can no, so, uh, we talk yeah, about our social media? So uh, our social media, you know, kind of please follow us on social media. We're on, uh, yeah, you know, please uh, follow us. We're on Twitter or X as it's known. We're on Instagram or on TikTok. Um, yeah, no, please give us a follow. Um, we put up weird and interesting stuff. And um, yeah, uh, hopefully there's going to be some interesting stuff coming up there in the next couple of days. So I'm off to Cardiff, aren't I? I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go, I'm going to go visit Torchwood. I'll get a little picture of Jack's visiting Jack in Torchwood. Oh, that is actually pretty cool, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. And uh, then, uh, yeah, so I'll, I'll guess on that. So we're going to go down there and um, <laughs> I'll get a picture of Torchwood, Torchwood HQ. <laughs> I rate that, actually. That's very cool. I'm and looking forward how, to that. How fucking sick is the timing as well? And the fact that the face of... Oh, I'm going to be like, yeah, Jack's going to see the face of both for one more time. <laughs> we'll talk about that. <laughs> how fucking sick is that? Oh, in fact, no, because this is going to be released after I've gone. So anyway, so I've been to oh, Cardiff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you've seen the socials. <laughs> oh, God, Tommy, why me fucking... We're yeah. good at this, aren't we? No, very nice, JP. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, it was good, apparently. Yeah, I've not been yet, but... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to make a prediction now I, I, I'm going to make a prediction now I bet it was raining yeah, yeah. Anyway Let's jump straight into the episode uh, We'll start off with the sound of drums Straight off the bat Get a little uh, Christopher Nolan style cold open What did we think of yeah. how they escaped Guys I kind of was a bit of like You know kind of movie plot magic That Suddenly, the doctor just managed to get Jack's teleporter working, and it managed to teleport him in the correct place. And I I, I feel wrong with that. He just sonicked it and got it working. And what's wrong with that? Yeah, I I guess I don't know. I mean, it was it was a good, you know, it was a lucky escape. They escaped just by the skin of their teeth. You know, it's a tense escape, but at the same time, I feel like it was it was a little bit of a cop out. But I mean, they escaped, so that's the main thing. I think it works. I think it works. (laughs) I think the vortex manipulator. you know, it was it was it was mentioned in Utopia. It's come back. I think it's absolutely fine. And then they land, and uh, the Doctor comes out with, "I'll know him when I see him." Uh, except you, well, didn't though, did was, you, Doctor? I was going to say there was a line. <laughs> there was a line just before that. Actually, I've got to say, in the second, like in in the the, the first half of this uh, this two you know, two part season finale, the Doctor is very cocky, like unusually cocky. Yeah. Yeah, because like they they land and it, and he goes, oh that wasn't luck, that was me, and I was like, wow, okay, You're all right, fucking hell, like you know, he's just saying what happened. It's he locked it. No, no, but he says about it wasn't luck, it was me. Like I would, I don't think the doctor would have said that before, but I don't know. Anyway, no, we sort of touched on it last. Yeah, we sort of touched on it last week. It's that sort of it's the hubris, it's the pride before the fall sort of thing. I think he's still got yeah. that arrogance. Back, but A lot of big words there. <laughs> you said exactly the same thing when I said it last week. Yeah, I know. I remember. He <laughs> oh, still doesn't know what it means. But um, <laughs> anyway, moving on. <laughs> yeah, and then of course we get uh, we we get the reveal that the master is actually Harold Saxon, and A he big has reveal. just become prime minister, which I quite like as a as a as a power play. That's pretty ballsy. Well, so two Easter eggs for this season, then. You are not alone. You are not alone. And the whole Saxon thing. You did pick up on the Saxon thing. You sort of started working it out, putting it together. Uh, I think 
Do we give him it, Brad? Yeah, I think you've done pretty well, to be fair. You did get it yeah. pretty... I am, I am a bit... I'm not going to lie. I'm sceptical that you did cheat on this one, JP, because you got it very early. No, very 100%. early. That... Promise. I promise that that, was, that but, wasn't it. But you I mentioned it in, in the Christmas special, just when they said fire on the orders of Mr. Saxon or something. Well, no, I, I, was, said who, I said, I was, who's Mr. Sa- I, I said, who's Mr. Saxon? You said, oh, you'll find out. And oh, so was... Brad gave it away. Very good. No, I didn't. I did not say that at oh, all. I know you I'm said that. Sure I just, but the, the, no, when, I, when I just I, said, when I, I said, oh, it. I don't know. It could be anyone or something. I did when, not give anything I, away. When I clocked it, though, was uh, at the very start, there was, a vote, there was a vote Saxon poster in the background. Like literally, See, I think in episode one thing. Yeah, really there's no that. way. There is no, 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 no. fucking right? way. So I saw that, didn't think anything of it, and then there's a there, there was a, a voicemail no. on one of the phones. I think it's on Martha's phone, and her mum says about Mr. Saxon or something like that. And I was like, wait a no. minute, Mr. Saxon said fire on orders of Mr. Saxon. There was the poster, and then there was that, and that was in three different episodes. I was like, that has to be the Easter egg. Nah, I, yeah, I think it's too convenient that you remembered it. I'm sorry, mate. No, of course <laughs> I did. It's the first one I've got. We know how bad you were last season. <laughs> but I didn't get last season at all. <laughs> Angels. Uh, I'm calling bullshit. Do you know nope. yeah. uh, what I found out this week, though, when doing research on this episode? Mr. Saxon mm. is uh, anagram of master number six, which he would have been. There you go. That's saying you learned. My only other note about the opening is... Uh, Lucy's quite unreal, isn't she? Yeah, I thought that as well, actually. I, I, I quite liked her as a character. <laughs> I thought she was um she she played the kind of the mystery the mystery mistress. In all honesty, at first I thought she was something to do with Gallifrey or something like that. I didn't think that she was just a human that was there, you know what I mean? She's definitely an odd one, to be fair. Um you can't really sort of suss her out. Like that first when she's getting the interview with Vivian Rook, who Brad, you may remember from years and years, same character. But yeah, like, she's very, like, does she know? Does she not know? And then, obviously, it's, when they're on the Valiant as well, it's very strange. Like, why is she in that red dress for most of it? It's a strange one, yeah. isn't it? And something I'd never noticed before. Character. She's actively got a black eye in the second half of this. Doesn't she? Yeah, like... Is a full on black eye. She's limping in quite a lot of scenes as well. I did some digging, and it was like it's a, like they filmed it, but it was supposed to be like too graphic for a kids' TV show. But yeah, there was going to be like a subplot of physical abuse, and that would explain why she eventually Jesus. is the one to shoot him ah. at the end. Yeah, but they kept in the black eye and the limping. Like I'd n- honestly, I'd never noticed it before, but it's absolutely fucked. To be fair, I still didn't even notice that. To be fair. That, yeah, that, you should... that would have... Oh, God. No, I was just going to say, just re-watch it. Just try and find a couple of scenes in that second episode. Because, like, yeah, it's fucked. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that would explain a lot, though. Because I couldn't... Well, I mean, I, I said to Brad... Watching it, I said to Brad, I said, oh, she's going to turn. She doesn't look, like, happy or, or anything like that. Like, she, she mm-hmm. looked like she wasn't happy with the... Mar- um, yeah, no, it's the master, isn't it? Um, yeah. That would explain why. Because it was a bit of a leap to go from all lovey-dovey and, you know, everything like that, so then she just plain murders him. And I was like, that, why? But that would explain so much more. And I guess they kept the bruises in, like the bruise, like the black eye and that in there to, I don't know, kind of give, if you was looking deeply into it, you'd go, oh, that's what's happening. Yeah, I think it's so it goes over the kids' heads, but the adults could be like, okay, so they're, like, it justifies it. Yeah, for sure. But fascinating character, yeah. But 
absolutely unreal, especially in that red dress. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But um, yeah. we then cut to the master infiltrating parliament and uh, just some juicy, good political satire. I think he says something like, you ugly, fat-faced, sniveling traitors. But yeah, that's most of parliament. <laughs> Take a some bug. To, to be honest, right, I, I'm not going to lie. I, when, I thought that he was going to, like, I know he's not going to drop the F-bomb there because it's it's kid, technically kids TV on... <laughs> you know on, on on the bbc but you could almost see him going you snivelly little fuckers and i was just like <laughs> oh okay like you know and, and to be honest there's another there's another part later in the uh in the first episode where i'm pretty sure he said he would have said bitch at one point in a take <laughs> you uh this is the second episode where you've expected doctor who to be more sweary than it was what was it in like human nature or something you expected martha <laughs> to say fuck off yeah, some, uh, was it Human Nature? I think it might have been, actually. Or yeah. 42. I think it was one I missed. I can't remember. Anyway. It was definitely the season. It was definitely the season. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. we have probably my favourite, favourite part. This is, what me, this is what made me like the Master's character, where he gasses everyone. And the, the, the guy that is obviously a, a knockoff of, well, Reese Mogg is obviously a knockoff of, because obviously Reese Mogg <laughs> wants to watch this as a child and go, I want to be that man. Um, yeah. And he goes to him, are you insane? And the master just smiles at him and throws two thumbs up. Like, I just fucking love that. He is <laughs> pure chaos in this uh, in this story. He's absolutely insane. Even the, this is what funny looks like. This is not funny. This is like, yeah. Jesus, you're unhinged, man. You're absolutely but, unhinged. And it's the bit where he's talking to the American president and he's just like, he's got the, the fake key over the mouth thing. I just, I think he's brilliant. Yeah, he's just, he's saying, yeah. he is just pure <laughs> chaos. And I, I think that he's quite an interesting juxtaposition to the doctor because the doctor is chaotic, but in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. No, I completely agree. There's quite a few comparisons to be fair. There's obviously the companion in Lucy and, mm -hmm. There's one bit where she's like, um, oh, I thought the Archangel was 100%. Uh, he's like, mm, 99, uh, possibly 98. And I'm like, that, like, that's David Tennant. What you're doing yeah. there is David Tennant. So, yeah, definitely they're supposed to be. I, I don't know if they're going for similar enough that you can imagine them teaming up or if they're going for, no, they're contrasting things. I think it's a bit of both. They're trying to show that they're from the same place. Mm. And that, you know, because the doctor, you know, he admits that they were friends. At one point, they were friends. Mm, mm. Not so, brothers, though. Not brothers. I no, always got the vibe they were brothers, though. From what I remembered, I always felt like they were going to be brothers for some reason. My favorite theory, my favorite theory is that they're the same person and the master mm -hmm. came first. And the reason the doctor is so benevolent and so good is because he's making up for his past life as the master. Oh, I imagine that's a great theory, there isn't it, is. Jess? So what? Never like, heard in, that in before. Kind of like fractured into two: the the good and the evil. No, not even. It's just like it's just the timeline. So he was the master first. He was the master all in the classic series. He was the master. Then he regenerates into Doctor Number One, William Hartnell, and he decides, no, I'm going to be good now. And then their paths just cross occasionally, like when we get a multi-doctor story. Hmm. There's something in it. There's well, something yeah. in it. But my question <laughs> for you, Bradley, where does this... Yeah. So we've had, if you include John Sim, we've had this version of the Master. Then we technically get another version of the Master with blonde hair. Then we get Missy. Then we get another version of the Master with the goatee. And then we get um, 
the master in Jodie Whittaker's era. Who's the blonde one? Uh, think of the end of the specials. Yep. Okay. Yep. 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 I'm trying not to spoil anything. What's your favourite okay. iteration of the master? Uh, I genuinely actually think it's this one. Without a doubt, he's the like you say. He, he's literally like a psycho, and yeah. he. I generally think as well. Unless I'm thinking of anyone, it's difficult to say because people like the Daleks and stuff. They're classic. You see them every series. But I generally think this master's probably one of the best villains in Doctor Who. Oh, for sure. For sure. 100%. Of, like, of the new era, completely. He's completely psycho. You yeah. literally think he would do anything. I mean, he literally decimates like most of the world's population in this. That is fuck, like, right. isn't it? You know, it eventually gets reversed. Spoilers alert. But you know, that's mental. No one else has ever done that. No one does no, that. Even exactly. the Daleks probably don't kill that many people. No, I completely agree with you. I love Missy to bits, but for me, this version of this master is the shit. Like you said, it's just an absolute psycho. JP, in terms of villains, then just in general, do you think mm. he's up there? Do you think he's the best? I think I mean each each villain brings something different to the table. Mm. I think that the master is the first one that's kind of taken the best bits from each villain and mashed it all together. So, yes, I do think he's the best villain so far. I like that. The only one I would say is on the level or or potentially better than him would be the Dalek from Dalek. I think that's a pretty fucking cool villain. But he gets a redemption story. The master, that's what I love about this master is he doesn't even get a redemption story. Like he fucking chooses to die than say sorry. And we haven't had yeah. that. We haven't had an irredeemable character in Doctor Who yet, which I think is quite interesting. I'm I get um, quite frustrated about that, I won't lie. What about you want to talk about that? it now or do you want to oh, let's talk about it now? Let's just get okay. it out. Go on, let's do it. How? Let's talk about it now. How does that happen? How does what he do choose mean? to not regenerate? Uh this is, is you don't thing? have to regenerate. Yeah. Think yeah. about Peter Capaldi's Never regeneration. Never happened before, but Peter Capaldi's whole regeneration is like, I don't want to, re- I'm not going to regenerate. And then obviously he meets the first doctor and the first doctor doesn't want to regenerate. Yeah, no, it's 100% a thing. You only, you you choose yeah, but, to regenerate. Uh, oh, I don't know. But the doctor would never, uh, I know you're saying that he doesn't want to regenerate, but I think that, is that not because he wants to say who he is? Not because he wants to just die? Uh, so Peter Capaldi's doctor is debating, do I keep on going on? Do I keep on burning myself? to save the universe or do i just say no actually i'm really? quite happy like this exactly what it's about. i mean i've not yeah i've not watched this for a long time but in my view i don't think the doctor would would ever think that because he's the doctor he saves people why would you stop that mm. well he he obviously doesn't and what you're so i get all right oh, massive yeah. spoilers but the peter capaldi one he obviously he's refusing to regenerate and then he bumps into the first doctor who was also refusing to regenerate. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. So yeah. that whole last story is Peter Capaldi persuading the first Doctor to regenerate so that he can go on and have all the lives and all the adventures. And then he says, well, shit, if I'm telling him to do that, I obviously need to carry on in, in, in my adventures and be the next Doctor. And he, he has a great line. He's like, oh, one more life won't kill anyone. Well, except me. I'm like, oh, that's brutal. That's brutal. But yeah, you can, it's 100% <laughs> canon that you don't have to regenerate. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I like it. No, fair enough. I love crying David Tennant, though. That's some top quality acting. Oh, it's like a Toby. He's a brilliant actor. 
It is a good actor. I would love to have been John Sim, though, just with David Tennant <laughs> cradling you. Going, ooh, ooh. <laughs> How fucking weird would that day have set me? Just shouting, regenerate in your face. Imagine <laughs> someone walking on the wrong set. Because like, I'm assuming that they've got different set like kind of pieces and everything like that. Why do you just walk in? You're an intern. You just walk in and you just see David Tennant cradling John Sim Cry going, regenerate! You're just like, wait, what? <laughs> oh, dear. So, um, yeah, I mean, he's unhinged. He's a great villain. Just another example of him being unhinged is when that reporter is being presumably ripped to shreds by the Toclophane. And he's just swinging the door open and closed and you can hear the screams oh, coming out and he's just loving life. Absolutely brutal. <laughs> um, but we then get confirmation. And again, I did some research into this. Russ, can, what, like he 100% confirmed this is all the doctor's doing. Because the doctor caused Harriet Jones's downfall, that mm. allowed the master to shoot down the Rachnos on Christmas Eve and come to power as a result of that. So this, and this was going to be a whole, again, this was going to be a whole plot thread in it, but Russ thought this story is depressing enough. Let's not include this, but it was going to be revealed that the doctor is solely responsible for this. And that, because I think he says something like you're changing the course of history by, you know, with the paradox machine and the master was going to reply and say, you did that by damning Harriet Jones. You know, who are you to say we can't involve ourselves? Yeah. Amazing, right? Yeah, I, I, I really like that. And to, to be honest, I do like the, the fact that they actually mention Harriet Jones as well, because they say about the Archangel project, which, by the way, Angel. Um, but the... Um, <laughs> I'm going on a wider picture here, all right? A wider picture. Um, but no, the... Um, yeah, like they, they, they mentioned it straight away. They're like, yeah, so he stepped in straight after Harriet Jones stood down. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, um, I, it kind of throws your idea about the doctor, though, kind of being out of, you know, kind of undoing the, the master's evil stuff. That makes sense because he kind of technically led, like, opened the door for the master. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's, it's the doctor's fault. No, no, no. You know what you're saying about the master and the doctor being different? Mm. Yeah, well, technically, the, the doctor calls the master in this one. Oh, yeah, 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 I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. But, yeah. yeah. Um, there is something quickly I want to touch on. Um, mm. Little cameos. Yeah, well, yeah, that was my next point. Sharon Osborne. I haven't seen her for a Sharon while. Sharon Osborne, McFly, <laughs> and the Teletubbies. How mental. <laughs> I don't, who's the old lady as well? She was on Dancing on Ice I or something. Re- I don't know. Brad, who's the old lady? She's the old MP that was on Dancing on Ice or Strictly. Oh, and Widdicombe. Yeah, we mentioned And Widdicombe shows and up Widdicombe. as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love that. I love that now at this point, Doctor Who is is popular enough to get these cameos. You know, it's bad. It's in full swing Doctor Who now. Uh, yeah, no, I like that. I like that. And the fact that... Browsing. I mean, look, Sharon Osbourne, I, I know she's obviously probably got friends at the BBC and everything, and they've gone, oh, can you just make a little thing? But McFly, I mean, McFly <laughs> don't really have anything you know, to do with Doctor Who or the BBC or anything. So the fact that they managed to get McFly is pretty awesome. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. It's pretty tough, isn't it? Like, do you think they're fans of the show and they ask to be on? Or do you think the BBC reaches out to them? I don't know. <laughs> I think they reach out, surely. They've just said, like, anyone, any any bands want to be in Doctor Who? Yeah, that'd be good. Well, we'd have to start a band immediately. 
Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah so I then know, I really I really love it. So then um oh I was just gonna touch on that to be fair. Archangel Network is caused as a result of Harriet Joe's big step down. Brad, jumping ahead, just think about another mm. network that is introduced of, yeah. similar people. It all comes full circle, really, doesn't it? Yeah, it does, to be fair. I actually quite love that storyline. That would be a what, good little reveal when we uh, get to that. Yeah, that's what I fucking love about the Russell era, is that it's all we've, all... we've got different doctors, we've got different companions, but it's one fucking story. Like, even the master flashing yeah. back and being like, Big Ben was crashed into, the Ratnos was here. Like, you've seen it. It's like, it's all so interconnected, even though it's... So, like, I, I fucking love it. Yeah. And the story, I think, why... is still going. Really? Yeah, I think that's why I love um, David Tennant's era so much. And you you probably need to, well, you need to include Eccleston's era in that as well. Yeah, I'm not exactly. going to spoil anything, but getting to the end of Series 4... It's for me. It's the perfect ending. Like it is brilliant. If anything, the specials that come after aren't needed for me. I just I, think uh, end of series four yeah. is perfection. I am inclined to agree with you there. Yeah, we definitely. We're just. This is the age of Ultron of the Marvel thing. We've had Avengers. This is age yeah. of Ultron. We've yeah. got Endgame and Infinity War. To come. We've got Endgame sure. next. Yeah. Look That's forward to it. <laughs> Jack's so hyped by that. He's gone completely silent. <laughs> well, the trouble is, I just I don't know. I, I'm kind of lost here because you, yeah, well, you, when you see what's coming, I'm like, I just finished the season finale of season three. <laughs> anyway, yeah, but we're on to series on. four. This is it. Well, we've got the, well, Christmas, we've got the Christmas special to go. We're in the end game now. <laughs> not quite. <laughs> yeah, not Martha's quite, yeah. dusted. That's it. She's you know. <laughs> uh, oh, I've got a question on that at the end. Um, anyway. Yeah. So the Doctor and Martha, they show up, uh, and Jack, they're in Martha's house. They're watching uh, They're watching the telly. They're talking about what the Doctor did, right? So he fused the TARDIS so it can only travel between a year 100 trillion and the modern day with maybe a year and a half wiggle room on either side. Does yep. he mean he can only travel to those two points or he can travel anywhere between those two points? No, only those two points. That's the understanding I've got. Okay. Fine. Yeah, Fine. MacGuffin sensible makes sense. What do you think? Yeah, I mean it's it explains why the Doctor used the the screwdriver against the TARDIS in the episode before. Yeah, because it was a bit random, wasn't it? He just kind of just threw like kind of just pointed the screwdriver at the TARDIS. You're like, why is why has he done that? But again, it just shows the Doctor thinking on his toes really quick, mm-hmm. um, which I quite like, you know. And and, and again, it kind of I, I think that it, it just shows kind of how intelligent the doctor is really he doesn't go about things in a you know he didn't try and kick down the tardis door or anything like that he re- he realized that the tardis door was locked he wasn't getting in and instead of trying to like, break it down he was like no i'm going to do something else which again yeah, is probably then... a juxtaposition to the master oh yeah 100 if the master was in that situation he'd probably try and kick down the door mm-hmm. well or he'd run away like we see at the end of this episode he doesn't really have a backup plan um we then get the master's little address on the telly, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so odd, isn't it? So weird. Like, how does he know oh, they're going to be? What? How does he know they're going to be in the apartment? How does he know they're going to be watching? And how has he timed the TNT perfectly with the speed? None of it makes any sense. And also, well, he knows, he knows what happens. So where? Where would you go if you if you if he knows what's just happened? Uh, the Utopia. He know where would you go? The place you're going to go is home. Okay. Always. But 
he thinks the doctor is still stuck in utopia but why is he rigged it to go off at such a random time and also what happens if the doctor gets blown up there like what's he going to do with the whole lazarus pen and everything like what a wasted plan yeah it's strange I don't know. The, the, the thing, the thing with how does he know they're going to be watching? Well, the, the it's the Saxon, like the the Archangel Network, isn't it? So everything gets that thing. So if as long as they're by a screen, yeah, it's also seeing them. They're, they're yeah. going to be watching. Let's be real. We probably take makes an intelligent guess that they're going to go to Martha's thing. So I don't know. But what did make me laugh though was the uh, was the bomb on the back of the TV. <laughs> Just the most obvious <laughs> fucking Proper Tom and Jerry. plot you've uh, ever seen. Uh, that's what uh, I said. They borrowed uh, it from the Wiley Coyote from, uh, you know. <laughs> but um, it then leads on to what I think is genuinely quite a good little car chase in Connor's old Corsa as well, by the way. Um, <laughs> I, I, I wonder I'm... if it knocks every time he turns left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, did, I did put, though, thank uh... goodness that Martha had a bulletproof car. Well, apart from the back windshield, but you know, thank goodness for that because that would have been, you know, the doctor would have had to regenerate there and then. <laughs> for me, it's the little um, in car camera shot they have that's clearly been filmed on a GoPro that doesn't have quite the same quality as the rest of the cameras. It's so funny, man. It's such a funny little action <laughs> sequence. Um, what do you think that's about what, yeah, exactly. What do you think about the mum and the dad, uh, effectively dobbing her in? Mum's a cunt. Dad, you know, Clive. Clive's the real. He's the he's the true MVP of this of these two this two bar. But yeah, if you had the prime minister's people coming to you, say your daughter is off with a strange man who's under surveillance, whose side are you going to be on, realistically? Yeah, but like Clive, like at the end of the day, like you, you've not. I, I know that things are strange, and maybe maybe Martha's dad hasn't seen. Martha disappearing as much as her mum because you get the impression that she's closer with her mum than she is with her dad. Yeah, at, in Smith and Jones. So uh, maybe maybe Clive is is you know kind of not realizing the gravity of the situation. He just thinks that some random people have turned up from the government. Is it the mavity? Yeah, whereas like kind of Martha's mum is like no, she's been missing <laughs> for days and she just goes off. She phones at random times by what she is like. So I don't know, but at the end of the day, though, I, I've got a lot of respect for him. He's just like, yeah, don't they're here? Like, run, save yourself, which I really like. Mm, I think it's interesting. Um, I love the then, bit where he's getting bundled in the back of the van as well. And he's just like, you all voted for this. I was like, wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but you probably did too, Clive. Like, come on. Yeah. Well, that's true because the, the 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 taffy thing, isn't it? The taffy thing, exactly. Yeah, so we then get a sort of first little look into that with the uh, Doctor and the Master on the phone to each other. That's an excellent little scene, the two of them on the phone, to be fair. They're really oh. on the phone to each other in that scene, by the way, apparently. Oh, really? Oh, that's oh, really? Cool. Apparently, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah it, it just goes back to that juxtaposition. The, you, you know, it, it really... Because I saw Oppenheimer last year, and it's the whole thing about, you know, kind of, bringing something so powerful to earth or right, it ended the war but what are the bigger ramifications of it mm. and the master is just like almost teasing the doctor he's like what is what did it feel like i bet you feel so powerful the doctor's like it's the worst thing i've ever done yeah yeah he's oppenheimer moment yeah he's, he's oppenheimer moment which <laughs> i really really like because it almost shows that the master is i'd even say immature like the doctor by ending the time war 
all right, he ended the time war. He killed millions or billions. I don't know how many there were, but he killed a lot of people, you know, kind of a lot of species. And now he's realized that actually that maybe that wasn't the best thing to do or, you know, that. Whereas the master is still very naive. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But um, yeah, no, I really like that. Yeah. No, he's quite nice. And then we get a montage of them running. Public enemies number one, two, and three. And uh, we get a lovely sit. I love the running. Love the swooshy coats. I miss my swooshy coat. Yeah. Uh, Love a swooshy coat. (laughs) And then we get a nice little sit there with some fish and chips. And we get to, and again, I think it's for the first time. See Gallifrey? Yep. First time. And you know what was really weird? I, I sat there and I was like, Oh, I really want to see. I'd love to see what Gallifrey looks like. And then, literally, ten seconds later, we get to see what it fucking looks like. <laughs> and what? Go on then. What are your thoughts on Gallifrey? Oh, it looks cold in it. <laughs> it's a bit culty, though, isn't it? No, I would say it's more kind of. I don't know. It, it, I know I, you mean with the way they dress. To be fair. The yeah, way they dress, the way they, they dress. abduct children from their families at eight years old and make them look into the time vortex. <laughs> so, you know, I think that's possibly... part of the school thing, though, isn't it? He yeah, specifically like says they take children at eight years old. Yeah, but I still think that's like a like a, a picture of it's like a school trick. I don't think they just go into people's houses and steal the children at night and make them look into a time vortex. That's what it's it sounds like. That's what it's. No, I don't think so. I don't know, man. I think um, I I think it's quite culty. I think there's a reason they're not around anymore. Well, do you reckon there's just like a pile of dead children? (laughs) Pile of dead what? Well, do you reckon there's just a pile of dead children that didn't quite, yeah, hack the the look into the the vortex thing? Yes, I do. No, no, it's not that deep. (laughs) I think it's pretty fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, where are the rest of the Time Lords? Well, they all died in the Time War, but... They all died. <laughs> it's all just a little bit too um, Epstein's Island for me, if I'm being honest. Oh, my they don't God. touch the children. Fucking hell. <laughs> you don't know that, Jack. <laughs> Maybe the Time Vortex code for something. Come and take a look at my Time Vortex. Oh, my God. I'll show you the entire history of the world. Really brought down the tone of this podcast. And Bill Clinton, <laughs> just Bill Clinton, just makes a cameo there, and you're like, "Oh fucking hell!" <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Anyway, moving very swiftly on. Then uh, the whole perception filter key thing. What do we think? I really like it. I love that. Yeah, it's genius, right? Taking the fundamentals of the TARDIS and just explaining it, because I think we get this. In the one where they're in Wales at the rift with the Slavine, mm-hmm. I think that's when we first get the explanation that the TARDIS isn't invisible, but you just can't notice it. So this, again, is like a two-year payoff to a thing that came before. Um, the only thing is Martha's little, or the Doctor's little, you know, it's like fancying someone and they don't know you exist, and Martha's little mope. That's perfect. That is perfect. I really, I see, I get upset by this. Martha, stop being so fucking needy. No, but that just ties it all in that's been happening the whole series. He literally says it himself. I don't know. I think it's becoming a little bit less egregious, but, um, you know, it's still there. And why does he have so many TARDIS keys, though? I want to know that. Yeah, that that confused me. Oh, yeah, he takes one of Jack's, didn't he? He takes one of Jack's. Yeah, they're just just double keys. Why does Jack have one? 
No, no, he just has. He's entitled to have a key for a house. Chat has never been given one though. When's Chat been given a key? No, no, it's not Tardis keys. keys. It's just any keys. It's a normal key, is it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because he see takes it off of his keychain. Yeah, his keychain. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he says three Tardis keys, each a piece of a Tardis. Yeah, because he sticks he, in, in, like in essence, just fucking super glues a bit of the Tardis onto a key, just a normal key. No, I think they're all Tardis keys. That's a good point. Where does he get that bit of Tardis from? I don't know. Yeah, well, no, because uh, all, all he has to do is is uh, make the same make it the same wavelength as the Tardis. Oh, oh, I don't know about this. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Also, yesterday, <laughs> where's his key? Where is? Where does he keep his magnifying monocle when he's not using it? Oh, I'm going to assume he's got very deep pockets. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. Okay. Maybe it was lying around. I don't know. So, perception feel. I like the idea. I like Jack's idea of why don't we just walk up behind and snap his neck. Oh, that's very torchwood. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But it's true though. I mean, it would, it's like the baby hit the thing, isn't it? Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. Um, you sort of mentioned it, but the president of America shows up. What a twat. Yeah, but, you know, it, it just seems like if that was an actual thing, it would probably be the same. I was saying that Joe Biden would probably be over there, walk back up the stairs, come back and go, go why am I here? And then go back home. Right. Yeah, oh, exactly. um, and then so they're following him to the Valiant an aircraft carrier in the sky where have we seen this before I know what in the Avengers fucking you know um, there is a, a whole year before the Avengers came out sorry go on JP is, no it was, it, felt, it, was, it was longer I think Avengers was 2012 wasn't it oh you're right yeah yeah, yeah. I'm thinking Iron Man in 2008 yeah this yeah. is way before Avengers yeah no this is a long long time before um they mentioned the, the president of, the, uh, of America mentions a kind of a 1968 agreement of, of you know kind of interstellar com, uh, interstellar contact. Right. I wonder if we have one. Yeah, I suppose so. So, what do you reckon it is? Can you imagine Rishi Sunak greeting aliens? Fucking <laughs> hell! Imagine Boris Johnson, mate. Yeah, they're probably come oh, to take him back brilliant. to the homeland. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hell. Uh, yeah, I don't Jeremy know. I don't know what surrenders it instantly, you know. It's, uh... No, Jeremy Corbyn would uh, offer up the Jews. Oh, oh he fucking would as well. That's a wanker. <laughs> Take the Jews, but save the students. Fuck off, Jeremy. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, no, I wonder what the protocol is. I mean, like it makes sense. The whole reason they did it on the on the car- like on the Valiant is because it can't be on sovereign territory, so they had to do it over international waters. I wonder if that would be a thing. Probably would be right. Yeah, it would be done in America, though. Let's be honest. America are the, like the leaders of the world. Yeah, unfortunately, so. Um, I noticed the master said he designed the Valiant round things in the background. The TARDIS. Yeah. What in the, uh, the in their like yeah. conference room? All of the back walls are covered in round things, just like the TARDIS famously is. I didn't know that. And speaking of the TARDIS, we then cut back to that completely gutted out paradox machine. Um, JP, did you work out what was happening, what the Toclophane were, what the master's no, plan I, was? 
I, I've got to hold my hands up. I didn't re- work out who the top of the frame were right up until they were they were revealed. I was teasing it all the way through. <laughs> yeah, I, I literally because he like all, all the way through. I'm like, oh, is it the Daleks or is it the Cybermen or like yeah. No, didn't even like didn't even come close. I, I could play. Nice. Do you not remember my line at the end of the last podcast? I can imagine yeah, Brad he's... every thirty seconds, every time the top of fader on the show, just leaning over to you and going, "These guys are made of diamonds." <laughs> no, I wasn't that obvious. No, I wasn't that obvious. I didn't say that again. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it's uh, I no no clue whatsoever. Um, yeah. but it was interesting because I couldn't work out like, the paradox, like kind of the, the paradox machine from the TARDIS. Um. I probably should have got it then, but I just didn't, didn't clock it. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it's, it's so cleverly, like, when it's revealed, it's like an episode of Sherlock or something. Do you know what I mean? Like, of course it makes sense. He can only travel between these two places. There's a paradox machine. Of course it's going to be something like that. Um, but, yeah, so then the Toclophane are introduced. The fucking American prick who's like, I will accept master over you. Like, fuck off, you stupid cunt. Like, that's a Trump move and a half. Well, no, because they say about master, don't they? Yeah, but it's just... Oh, we want to see the master. But no, because, you know, know, in fairness, it's good acting because he's, like, uncertain. He's like, well, if if you want, like, you know, it's it's kind of... Because you don't know what demands people have got, have you? I suppose. It's very just... It's an classic American twat, though. Yeah, like, but to to them that may be a normal thing. Like for us, say for example, shaking hands is a normal greeting, but like in an alien species, that could be seen as like a declaration of war or something like that. You're such an American defender, JP. Fuck, say go off and live in America. I just, you know, I I I would have been the first person to make contact with aliens. I think I'd be good. (laughs) And uh, then we get the laser screwdriver. Yes, the laser screwdriver. 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 What do you think, JP? <laughs> oh, I... did, did they try and make a lightsaber? And then what they went, this is too close to Star Wars. We're gonna have to dial it back a bit. No, it's not always the way about so. Star Wars, guys. No, I think it's just quite a cool design. I kind of want it, you know. Yeah, I, I, it did look cool, but I just, I don't know. I felt it kind of. I, I feel like they went. I feel like they, there was there was a few uh, kind of redesigns of it. I just feel. Uh, okay, fair enough. I'm not 100 percent sure. What you mean? You think it looks like a lightsaber hilt? No, I, I just, you know, because well, Star Wars lightsabers were originally going to be called laser swords, weren't they? Yeah. That was the thing, and I was just like, it's just the laser screwdriver, and I was like, I just wonder if they wanted it to be a bit more sword-like, and went, we can't really do that. Nah, I don't reckon so. I can't imagine him wielding a fucking sword around the valley and, you know, stabbing Captain Jack to death. I can't see that being a thing. Um, It was cool, though. It will, but it did look cool. I think it looks cool. What do you think, though, of the make-you-old screwdriver? The make you old screwdriver. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, we got to see David Tennant in old makeup, which is something for I the second time this series. I know. How strange is it? Do you reckon they filmed it all at once? They were like, right, David, mate, we need you to go in old man makeup. We're going to film two episodes in one go. I did think this, but I think the makeup is massively different. And I, I, I Googled it again and they said this was supposed to make like they designed this off of William Hartnell, the first doctor. So I bet they've done this twice, which seems like a massive waste of budget. But yeah, so odd, right? Yeah, I mean, 
I said to Brad, the, the, the thing that really made me laugh, though, is they have that brilliant effect of David Tennant, like, throwing his, like, kind of waving his arms around, but then they speed up the, the, the footage to make it look like he's aging several thousand years. <laughs> yeah. I said to Brad, there is probably somewhere a clip of David Tennant waving his arms around at normal speed before <laughs> it was sped up. And I'd love to know if that content is out there because that would be just absolutely hilarious. Just seeing David Tennant just waving his arms around. Well, you know, um, back in Human Nature and Family of Blood, there's the bit where she's going through the instructions on the screen that he's left there. And she fast forwards yeah. like 30 minutes. There's 30 minutes of footage of David Tennant just chatting absolute nonsense that they then just sped through in the recorded. So I bet it, there's, there's, David Tennant's got some proper embarrassing put together as i would imagine so yeah so just finishing off then that first part one tenth of the population has been destroyed we get the amazing tune the voodoo child jack's being killed family's being arrested and then martha just stands up and gets the fuck out of there yeah i mean it's an interesting thing and i, I like the, the 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 fact that they obviously like kind of if you was watching closely you'd have seen the doctor whisper something to martha you wouldn't have been able to hear it but you would have seen that I mean, I completely missed it. I just was was looking at other things, but yeah, it, it, I, I like that kind of thing, like a little callback, and you're like, oh yeah, like yeah, it's good. It, yeah, it's good. She obviously lands, and then she says, "I'm coming back." But left, how would you have felt if we'd have made you wait a week between these two episodes, JP? Oh, that would have been frustrating. In fairness, <laughs> that would have been highly frustrating. So anyway, uh, see, episode two opens with Lucifer himself standing on the beach. Martha's been away for 365 days. Um, mm -hmm. Let's run through that. So obviously there's two coinciding plots in this. We get everything happening on the valley and everything happening down on Earth, and then it coincides at the end. Let's run through everything happening on <laughs> Earth, and, uh, and then we'll run through everything that's going on on the valley. So Martha is collecting pieces of a weapon throughout the Earth. Mm -hmm. She's travelling with a new doctor, Tom Ellis, legend, mm -hmm. by the way. What, what do you think of that whole earth dynamic she meets this what's that lady's name i've forgotten oh i can't remember the, the, the one with the son that's being held captive yeah yeah i can't remember either now dr moon uh, or something like that dr yeah. mood not the dr mood <laughs> <laughs> um so anyway what do you think of the dynamic between those three it's an interesting dynamic it's almost like kind of um i almost got talked with vibes from it you know yeah it's a it's a yeah. lot more dark and gritty. We see fucking Tom Ellis shoot a kid in the face. That happens. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. No, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. He, Not kid I anymore, think but... <laughs> the, no, but it's still a kid. The kid says something along the lines of, oh, Tom Ellis goes like, why are you killing so many humans? And he goes, ah, because it's fun. <laughs> and then Tom Ellis is like, right, fuck it. I'll give it a try. Then point blank shoots him in the face. Bang. <laughs> Jesus. You didn't expect that. But yeah, very torturous. Did you see um, Martha's double bluff coming, or did you think they'd be completely railroaded by this woman? No, I saw I saw the double bluff. It, it just, I think the thing with Martha is she spent a lot of time with the Doctor, and I think that she's picked up on the Doctor's almost like sixth sense, that kind of thing. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you sort I, of I saw just... it was all planned out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which, which I really like, because that is Martha's character. She's able to read people really well. Well, apart from the Doctor. Well, she is, as proven in this episode, the fucking most hardworking companion for sure. Yeah, I mean, she goes a whole year without the doctor. 
traveling the world, surviving. Okay, she's got a little TARDIS key thing, but fucking hats off to her. Um, we obviously so someone was so needy at the start as well, mate. Her character arc is yeah, it's spectacular. Brilliant. It fully is. Yeah, it fully, fully is. Then they go off. So they eventually leave this doctor and they go off to London. Tom Ellis at one point says London's full of man-eating wild dogs. Yeah, How does that happen in a year? Yeah, because he, he, he was like, yeah, we can't travel at night because the dogs. And I'm like, wait, yeah, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? We'd have to go so wrong that in a year, the insane. I just thought that was interesting. They go to this little refugee house. Brad, recognise the house? Uh, should I? It's the same house from the Turn Left episode. Also full of refugees. Oh yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's exactly the same house. Yeah, filmed in exactly the same yeah. location. And Martha oh, tells the story of the Doctor. At that point, JP, did you still think she was collecting a weapon, or did you think there was something larger afoot? Yeah, no, I thought she was still collecting a weapon because mm. I feel like Martha's one of those people that would have done that anyway to to kind of bring. She's nah. a she's a train. No, I don't know, but she's a trainee Doctor. Yeah. And the whole point of she never being killed a doctor, anyone, though. No, she never killed anyone. But like the the thing is, though, is like it's bringing hope to people in a dark time. And I feel like that I, I just would have expected her to do that anyway. While she was collecting the weapon, I would have expected her to just be like, "Yeah, by the way, the doctor, you know, this is the doctor. He's amazing. Everything's going to be okay." Like, which which I, I genuinely think is her kind of like. I, I think that's her character. No, fair enough. Fair enough. I can see that. And then obviously. Master finds her, walks amongst the earth, destroys the bag, uh, kills Tom Ellis. Did you see that one coming? No, I was a bit upset about that, actually. I quite liked <laughs> it. I mean, it, like, you know, get wrong again, I feel like it was Tom Ellis's character to sacrifice himself, but I was really gutted he died. It's very cheesy. And the fact that he's going to kill Martha, then kills Tom Ellis, then changes his mind about killing, the, uh, killing Martha. It's a bit like, come on. You've got your opportunity, but he decides to take her back up to the Valiant. And yeah. uh, let's now backtrack and do the Valiant thing because I've got quite a lot of uh, quite a lot to say about this Valiant thing. First of all, okay, Scissor Sisters, oh, yeah. yes, please. Very Neil Patrick yeah, Harris, eh, Brad? Yeah, it does give Neil Patrick Harris vibes. Love it. Um, or the master in these Rasputin thing. I didn't like that one, but yeah, didn't yeah, like it, but same about... energy, yeah, same energy. Um, yeah. yeah. And then the master makes the doctor older, even older, reduces his ability or stops his ability to regenerate. And we get little Dobby doctor. Uh, I love that doctor. What? Cause that it the most creepiest thing on the world. That like, is well cute. so odd, man. man. Honestly, so should have burnt the cage there and then that creepy little fucking It's thing. like an odd little <laughs> premature baby. It's so strange. Wait, it's like if fucking... Oh, no, I love it. No, 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 no. It's like, right, it looks like the early drawings of fucking Smeagol from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> it looks that. like Dobby <laughs> from Doctor Who. Uh, from Harry Potter, sorry. Harry Potter, yeah, no, I can see that as a... No, I wasn't a fan of that. That was. I have one massive question that has bugged me on this since the episode came out. Mm -hmm. Where does he get his little suit from? Yeah, it's strange. He just made it. it. It's just a little pajamas. (laughs) Who 
makes it. Why has he got a little version of the Doctor's suit? It's so fucking strange. It's not. It's completely different. They're just like normal plain pajamas. They're not. They're the, it's it's his brown pinstripe suit. It's the same. It's not. When he's when he goes down to the really small version, it's not. Trust me. I'm telling you, it is. I'm literally going to get a picture off of it now. It's I'm doing the same not. thing. Small old What's David. What's episode called again? <laughs> I've just Googled Last small old Dr. David Tennant. It is. What it's his suit. Nah, I'm it's sure it's not. It's so strange. Everything about it. it. He's creepy as fuck. And he's wearing a yep. tiny version of his suit. It's weird. It's not his suit. It's completely different. It's his suit. It's his brown pinstripe suit. No, it's not because they, there's no tie. There's no shirt or anything. That's not. There's no, it's, it's just. Old pajamas, like little pajamas. What do you mean? It's just old little pajamas. It's his suit. JP, back me up here. No, it's not There's his no suit. No shirt it and tie. Like it's right. it's his suit. It's it's the same vibes, but then it's not the same clothing. Like he's what been did... given that by the master to wear. But it's a little version of his suit. There's no two ways about this. I, nah, I don't agree. I'm putting photos in the group chat so you can see that they're exactly. I've just googled it. There is there is a Reddit chat. There's a Reddit chain here. Why did the master make the doctor a little tiny suit for the last of the time? (laughs) Oh, there you go. The link to that in there. Oh, that's brilliant actually. So someone put their time lord clothes. It's bigger on the inseam, as in the inside. (laughs) Oh dear me. Anyway, it's always always bugged me. Um. I don't have any issue with that. Stop picking. Even the master's face, when he turns the doctor into this weird little Dobby thing, he looks at the camera and he's like, what the fuck is this monstrosity? Even the yep. master is like, this is fucked. Something's wrong. Something's gone very wrong. Uh, yep. No, I agree. I agree. That thing should have been burnt there and then. I agree. He should have stomped on it, put it in a mouse trap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, what wasn't a fair. That was creepy as fuck. So then there's a little bit of dancing. We obviously spoke about Black Eye and Lucy. Oh, that was odd. I heard myself on someone's speaker then. That's weird. And then the master comes back with Martha. I don't know if you guys have anything to add in the interim there. I sort of breezed over quite a lot. Yeah, I mean, he just, uh, I don't know. They, they come up with that like little plan bit, don't they, really? Oh, of course. Yeah, I forgot about that. The number the, three. The, the little, the number three, yeah. Which... Brad came up with an interesting point, and uh, I won't steal Brad's thunder on this. So, God, Brad, make, make your point that you said to me about the, the little three plan. I'm not going to lie, we watched it about a week ago, and I can't even remember Thank it now. Yeah, well, so what did I say? He said, how on earth did they come up with that plan? Yeah, when did they talk about it? When did they talk yeah. about it? No, completely agreed. Also, the very start of that, when the Doctor does the little three to, three to Francine, she doesn't see it. There's no way from the angle she's walking, she can see the doctor's hand that says number three. But yeah, it no, feels time. It feels time. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, Jack. I like again, it. It's good little thing. But also, like, if that was a good plan, they'd have done one thing at a time because Jack escapes and then Clive throws water over everything, which sets the alarms off. It doesn't seem to do anything else. So all he's really done is set the alarms off for Jack escaping. Yeah. Because, which, by the way, I, do, I don't understand how Jack actually escaped. Yeah, it's just, he's wedge mate, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but we don't know he's got invulnerability, but we didn't know he's got superhuman fucking strength. He doesn't have superhuman strength, that's the thing, yeah. 
I think is it as he spent three hundred and sixty-five days slowly pulling away at it, and it's just pulling given away. away. Yeah. yeah, maybe I don't know, but yeah, it's all just 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 filler, really. There's the little bit where is it Tish or Trish? Tish, 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 Francine and Clive. They're all sat around and they're I'll kill him, and then Clive's like I'll kill him. And then Tish goes, I'll kill him. And they both go, no, you fucking won't, Tish. Don't you dare say anything like that, you naughty girl. Calm down, you're all fucking saying. She just wants to be part of the conversation. What's this all about? Um, Yeah, I mean, I get it, though. I I think it's justifiable. like Because a lot has been fucked. Like, the master has done a lot to fuck up that family. Oh, they're never recovering from this. Well, I mean, they look like they were having a good time. The master left, left the doctor, but yeah, sure. <laughs> There's no, you would never recover from a thing like this, surely. I, but, yeah, um, no. Do you reckon Leo remembers then? But oh, no, yeah. he can't do because he's not in the eye of the storm, right? He's not in the eye of the storm. Yeah, yeah, so he doesn't remember, but they all do. Do you reckon it's they told him? Left out. Would you believe them? Poor Reggie Yates. Poor Reggie Yates. <laughs> you know, he's only not in this because he had a uh, filming conflicts. Too busy on the one. Yeah. <laughs> no, he was in Brighton. That's why he didn't want in it. He was in Brighton. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah I'm back. <laughs> um, so yeah. So anyway, so then we're pretty much at the finale. I think it lets it down. I think the resolution to this really lets it down. It doesn't really make sense. So if they all think about the Doctor at a certain time, because he's tapped it's himself into the Archangel network. Yeah, but what if yeah. everybody thought of cheese at that moment? But they don't. But what if they did? Would cheese become Jesus? Maybe. I don't like I don't like I knew you were gonna moan about this and I don't like it. It doesn't make any sense when you think about it. Why does the world thinking about the doctor turn him into Jesus, which makes him de-age himself, fly, invulnerable? Like what the fuck is right. this? This is madness. Right. I get, I get that you have a problem with it. That's fine. That's your opinion. <laughs> but this is a sci-fi program where they travel in time and space. <laughs> Put a bit of perspective in it, for God's sake. No, come on. That's not Don't an answer. Things though, like that. Because we've just spent an hour and a half, even longer, because this is technically a three-parter. We've just spent like two hours and fifteen minutes leading up to this, and the way it's resolved is within ten minutes. Everybody just thinks Doctor, and then he's Jesus. I just, I think, I think it's a great end to the storyline. I think her going around and telling everyone about him and how good he is, everybody thinking about him, brings him back to life. I don't think there's an issue with that in a sci-fi show. I think you're picking at holes. But it's it not a plot hole. Doesn't make, and it, and also, why doesn't that mean that every Doctor becomes Jesus? Why just this one Doctor? What do you mean? Every doctor becomes Jesus. Well, because all they're thinking is Don't doctor. Don't start this regeneration thing and say they're all out there doing their thing and they're all now Jesus. No, no, no. I don't mean that. I mean like every medical doctor. Just say doctor. Cause... Yeah, but then I suppose that's not, that's not your name, is it? Your name's not doctor. Yeah. doctor. I don't know. His name's not doctor. Maybe they should have said the doctor. But they didn't. They're all just going doctor, doctor, doctor. Yeah, I know. It's so irritating, man. I don't understand. No, it's not. Oh, I I can't believe you've actually moaned about this. Why is he flying? He's the Dr. Tinkerbell. Because he's Jesus. What happens to the cave? Yeah, that's true. What happens to striping little pyjamas? 
Well, yeah, why is he dressed all of a sudden? <laughs> if he was naked, <laughs> I'd allow it. <laughs> Oh, How does it work with time zones? Yeah, that's true. Mean? Yeah, I mean, time zones. You got some bloke in China at like four o'clock in the morning going, Doctor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what about daylight saving in the UK? <laughs> What's that got to do with it? It's still the same time everywhere. Well, Josh, yeah, but at the end of the day, Josh would be fucked because he'd be like, oh, yeah, shit, it's like 10 o'clock, you know, kind of uh, Greenwich time. He might miss it. He might think it's two o'clock his time, not one o'clock. This sounds awful, no, no, but it's hard enough. Your time, you're fine. <laughs> this is really bad, but it's hard enough remembering when to do your minute silence on Remembrance Sunday. Let alone fucking a year without media and television and everything to remember oh, to say doctor. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, no, I agree with that. Yeah, but is it, it, is it not also the fact that they're all then part of the psychic link? So they just they end up saying it because of that. So they're not even thinking about it; they're saying it because of that. But then, what else can this psychic link do? It's so vague and so nonsensical. What if you was doing something inconvenient at that time? Like, say, for example, you just knocked over a cup of tea, you're just mopping up, and then just suddenly, you're, oh, shit, I forgot to say it. But it doesn't Actually, matter. It's like the trance thing. It's like the trance thing with the cigarettes. They don't know they're doing it. Yeah, I could, yeah, I could see that. How do they know that... Like, it was all very conveniently timed as well. Just as Martha's back on the Valiant, just as she's about to be shot, just as the rockets are about right. to take off. But what? How does she know? What do you mean? She's gone around the world telling everyone what time and day to say it. But when she left the Valiant, she didn't know that was the master's plan. The what was the master's plan? The rockets. Well, she probably knew he was going to do something. Oh, she, she knew he was going to do it? something, and she just took a guess at when it might be. And it all just worked out perfectly. And now the doctor is Jesus for 30 seconds. Oh, I'm done with this podcast. <laughs> also, why not in the future? Take me on. <laughs> in the future, right? Because they only go back to just before or just after the president is killed. Technically, that means the Archangel Network still in the sky. Why doesn't he pull this trick out of the bag more often? They shut it down. I know. That's, that's never confirmed. <laughs> Maybe it vanishes with the rockets and that. No, because yeah, they reverse time. Yeah, but they reverse it to the point just before the president is killed. The Archangel Network has been up and about. Maybe the other network takes over from them. Well, maybe. I don't know. I'm just saying we need more Jesus David Tennant in our life because it's <laughs> not what it sounds like you're saying. It sounds like you don't want any Jesus. <laughs> I'm saying if we've got him, we better fucking use him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've got it, you know. It might be, and this is bring it serious again, one of the worst endings to a Doctor Who story ever. Genuinely. Oh believable. No. Genuinely. I, uh, I can't think no. of something off the top of my head, but there, there has definitely been some ones that I thought. I disagree. Great. Because then everybody seems to forget that there's six billion toplophanes still in the sky. And then when they do eventually reach the Valiant, there's about five of them. What are you on about? They, they all got sucked back in, they, they like vanished, didn't they? Yeah, but why did they not come back to the Valiant as soon as the Doctor broke out? But they wouldn't have been able to do anything anyway. He would have just deflected their laser. Oh, yeah, sorry, I forgot. He's space Jesus, yeah, Jesus. yeah, of course. <laughs> um, yeah. Also, all of the unit guards just turn on the Master like that. Then they're just suddenly working for Captain Jack. What's this all about? I mean, maybe Captain Jack has some influence. They're glory hunters. They want to be on the glory right hunters, side. Yeah. 
doesn't make any sense. It's embarrassingly bad. After such a good nah. episode, terrible. But we're actually not quite at the end because uh, Francine picks up the gun. <laughs> Can't go through with it. Puts it down. And then out of nowhere, the femme fatale, Lucy, bang. Bang. Oh. Shoots him down. Guns him down. And, well, I can't even say cold blood because if the, you know, the master's been slapping her up, then he, he deserves it. So, yeah. Genuinely. I like the up. Quite heartbreaking. Is it? I think David Tennant really conveys quite well. Like, you're the only other person I've got in this world. Please don't die. I think he does a banging job of that. Martha's just crying in the background like, oh, shit, I thought it was me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish he'd keep me in chains in the TARDIS. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I, just, uh, I, I don't really get like emotional stuff on TV, though, so I'm, I'm not the best person to ask about this one. Yeah, Jack no. doesn't like sad films, doesn't understand them. I don't understand sad <laughs> films. No. <laughs> so it just doesn't... It's something up top just doesn't work. It's like, oh, okay, fair enough. Have yeah, you never watched enough. Marley and me? Yeah, I didn't understand it. Why, 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 would I, why would I go back and go, I want to purposely make myself sad? Oh, sometimes it's good to make yourself sad. Easy yeah, enough. I agree. Yeah, you should feel all the range of emotions. That's why we've got them. Um, yeah. Anyway, let's not dwell on this too much. Um, <laughs> oh, he's going to get upset. I didn't cry when he left at Dubai. You know, that's <laughs> the only <laughs> one that didn't, I might point out. I know, yeah. It's just, it's just sad, isn't it? Do you remember? I want this on the podcast. Do you remember my little leaving party? Oh, yeah, let's breeze over that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so just for for context, we we uh, when Josh left for Dubai in 2021, oh. you know our our long school friend that we've known for kind of what 15 years you'd say when you left, 15? yeah, something like that. Something like and that. It all got it all got as you can imagine very emotional, and uh, yeah, it was it was emotional times. Well, for the thing is though, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't that little leaving party. We were having a banging night, and then I just get told, "Oh, Brad's upstairs. You better go and check on him." <laughs> you just did a fit of tears. <laughs> I, don't Sorry, Brad, I, I, I didn't. I didn't miss him that much. No, no. It's, uh... <laughs> oh, it's still the best night of my life. That. Uh, back to Doctor Who. Back to Doctor Who. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I didn't really think it was emotional. I just say, just... oh, he's, no, he's dying. I think, yeah. I think it's very yeah. well done. And again, we touched on it at the top of this podcast. I think it's brilliant that. The master is not redeemed. He would rather die than live just so he can say he beat the doctor. And I think what a fucking villain that equates to. Absolutely brilliant. Did you think, Jack, that mm. there was an unresolved plot point at all throughout this? And I'm not talking about in, the ring. In what way? The drumming. I, I put the drumming down to the master had the drumming in his brain. And it was that same pattern. And the reason the master had that in the like in his brain was because of the vortex he looked into, and it sent him mad, like almost like a schizophrenia thing. You know, okay. when you get like voices, like some people get like voices or like things in their head that they can't get out. That's what I put it down to. So the vortex did damage to his brain as a child, kept that drumming rhythm going, and that's why he amplified it because he thought. It was actually a bigger picture rather than the the, the the vortex just fucked up his brain. He thought it was something bigger, if that makes sense. Nice, nice. Yeah, that's how I put that, that down anyway. I, I, I could, could be wrong, but I, that's how I put it down. 
Stick with that, JP. You're genuinely not a million miles away. Oh, God, uh, you're going to accuse me of fucking cheating with the next Easter egg for season four. And you? <laughs> you called it too early. <laughs> I can do well sometimes, you know. I can sometimes put two and two together, or three and three. So, together. moving on. Then we start saying goodbye. First up, Captain Jack dropped off at TARDIS. Uh, oh, dropped off at fuck? TARDIS. Dropped off at dropped Cardiff. Off. <laughs> um, <laughs> what a plot twist, eh? How fucking mad was that? Honestly, I tell you what, that was that's just cool. I love that. It's still debated to this day whether it's true or not. Russell has been very vague on it. All of the actors have been very vague. Yeah, there's huge debates on whether it's true. There's two theories as to how it happens. Number one is, and he says it in this episode, he's worried about aging. So yep. This is like an anti-aging thing in the future gone wrong, and he's now just ahead. The other one, Brad, is the Headless Monks. Oh, yeah, yeah. Theory is he joins a cult called the Headless Monks, who we see in, fucking hell, about four seasons' time, I think. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, He's supposed to be in those episodes, but he was busy filming something else. Oh, really? Yeah, how sick would that have been? What, as a Headless Monk? or So, you know the one where the baby gets abducted and yeah, yeah i think it's called like the doctor's army or a good a good man goes to war something like that yeah yeah that one yeah when everybody starts showing up captain jack was supposed to show up but john barrowman was busy oh what a joke i know right how sick Jeez. would that because you forget right like captain jack is first like captain jack is a Stephen moffat character his first episode yeah. was but he's never he's never in a Stephen moffat so what a joke it's mad, isn't it? The one time they do bring it back, it's terrible as well. I know, oh, it's such a joke, isn't it? That. It's such a joke. Oh, no, we're getting back a couple of times. Yeah, we're jumping ahead, we're jumping ahead. Anyway, um, we then get Martha's goodbye. And uh, just before she walks into the TARDIS, she's making inquiries about... Um, uh, what's his name? Is his name Tom in the, in the thing as well, Dr. Tom? I do have a bit of an issue, actually. I, sorry, no, I've just jumped over you there, but I've actually thought of something that I have a big issue about. Go on. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole face of Bo thing, right? Yeah. Why doesn't he say something in the Utopia episode when Martha's the doctor about it and she says that's what the face of Bo said? Jack's right there and he doesn't say anything. Interesting. Yeah. Don't remember that bit. But, uh... No, because you remember when, when she's run down, she finds out about the watch. She runs down, and Jack and the doctor are like doing all the buttons. Yeah. And she goes, It's like what the face of Bo said. You're not alone. Interesting. Jack's Mate, right there. No, but Jack's he doesn't know he's not... going to be the face of Bo yet. No, he, he, I can he imagine he was probably. In two episodes. Yeah, he's probably thinking, like, oh, but that's the name that I used to go by. But Jack is also quite clever and quite attuned into this time travel thing. So maybe he's thinking, like, Oh, I shouldn't say anything in case I'm causing a paradox. So Jack knows this stuff. Do you know what, what I mean? So you can say like it in two episodes' time. Nah, no, don't buy it. Don't fucking pick holes in Utopia, Brad. <laughs> I will fuck you up. <laughs> that's a hole for this episode, not for Utopia. No, that's a hole for Utopia. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, right. Martha is calling around trying to find Tom Ellis. Um, Brad, I have a question for you without spoiling anything. Mickey or Tom? Uh, Tom. I agree. I completely, completely agree. I don't think you should have said that, to be fair. No, 
Yeah, it's a little but, yeah. tease there, JP. You could probably put some pieces together. I mean, it doesn't really yeah. spoil anything. Just like it doesn't really spoil anything either. But I think for but sure, Tom. Um, yeah, Tom. Anyway, how fucking annoying is Martha's goodbye? It's a, yeah, she's a bit weird. It's a bit strange, but then again, if you think about it, like Rose was with the Doctor for what two seasons? Two series, yeah. I get the impression that Rose was with the Doctor a lot longer than Martha was. Yeah, fine. And I just feel like because I, I the thing I didn't like was the whole relationship thing. Like she was like going on about like a, a relationship that wasn't going anywhere, and that's why she was getting out. But I, I I don't feel like there was enough time to bond with Martha. You know what I mean? Like I just feel like I I look back and I don't think like I don't think it was long enough. Okay, really? that's quite interesting. Yeah, I just hmm. you, because you look at Rose and you sit there and you think of like loads of things that Rose done and everything like, and it seems to me it seems like Rose was the companion for like at least four seasons. Yeah, I do know what you mean. I think Martha's story feels more contained as well. Like it feels like it happened over the period of X amount of weeks rather than all yeah. of this stuff going on in the background. But I was talking about the fact like Martha's goodbye, where she initially walks out or goes to walk out, is perfect. Then she comes in and she gives, like you mentioned, that whole speech about I'm getting out because of the relationship. I'm like, oh, Martha, man, you need to just fuck off. He's not interested. Clean break. Yeah. Give him the phone. Do you think we'll see her again, JP? I, I, I guess there's a possibility. I mean, you know, the doctor could give her a ring if he's back in London. There's a, you know, a Do companion. You want to see her again? Call, as it were. I would. I quite enjoyed Martha as a character. I thought she was... Um... Again, like you know, like the, the the villains, she brought something different to the table, um, which I quite like, you know, and that and that's I think the whole you, you know you don't want the same companion to be exactly the same as the last one. It's just a different actress or actor, and mm. I, I, I like that she was different to Rose. Um, but yeah, I mean, I you know if we saw her again, I wouldn't be disappointed. It'd be interesting mm. to see what kind of what what yeah you know, what she's been up to really. Funnily enough, she does show up in an episode of Torchwood, which I'd be quite tempted Ooh. to go back and rewatch, to be fair, if you guys fancied that. Um, but that's pretty much the episode. We just end with the Titanic busting through the TARDIS, which takes us um, into our Christmas special, which I just want to say straight up is the best episode of Doctor Who of all time. Really? Fact. Best episode of all time, did you say? Yeah, the Christmas, uh, the Christmas one that's coming up. It's one of the best Christmas specials. It's not one of the best episodes of Doctor Who. It's the best Christmas special and the best episode of Doctor Who. If I want, no. we always, and I know we're jumping ahead here. We there's always the question about where do you start with Doctor Who? If you're not going to start with Rose, I reckon you start on this Christmas special. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be a great one to watch as your first episode. And miss so much if you start here and move forward. No, because it's a Christmas special. It's not relying on anything. But I just think it's the most Doctor Who adventure that ever happens, and it's spectacular. Yeah. But I before we get there, but... we've got a week to go. Um, JP, the sound of drums, the last of the Time Lords. Love it or hate it? Oh, love it, easy. And Bradley? Yeah, love it, definitely. I I don't like your holes. Um, Sorry, I think it's one of the best finale <laughs> points. Oh, that's <laughs> an clip from the one. I don't holes. like your holes. 
Stop picking. It's a great finale. Martha's brilliant. It's all about her. Love it. I love it all except for Space Jesus. It really, really lets it down. Space Jesus is what we shall call him. Yes. Space Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I am genuinely unbelievably excited for this Christmas special. That was our Utopia review. Every No, not Utopia review. No. Last of the time, North <laughs> of the Sound of Drums. Um, season three is done. JP, where do you rank it on season so far? Oh, I'm going to say it's number two. Second to? Number two. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I, think, I think for me, season two so far has been my favourite season. And then I think it's been this one. And there's nothing, there was nothing wrong with, with uh, Christopher Eccleston in season one, but I just feel like, you know, this had some cool shit in it. It's a different and vibe it, season one. He's just it? taking it up to another, you know, you compare this season to, to season one. And, you know, there was some cool stuff in season one, but, you know, when you've got another fucking Time Lord in the season finale and you've got ginormous rhino monsters, well, not monsters, but eight, <laughs> not police force aliens and, fucking blink and yeah it just you know what i mean they've just gone off the chart you know so there's nothing wrong with season one i just think that season three was was better but i don't know i think i prefer season two just because the i guess the stories were better i feel yeah. like there was less bad episodes in season two than there was in season three yeah okay uh brad um i think this is the best series two second series one third but i think they're all brilliant they're all brilliant finales this just has yeah. more meaning to it's less doctor um reliant. Oh funny it's that just... it's another one of your favourite series and it's barely got David Tennant in it. Interesting that. I'm not saying that. Interesting that He's everybody just everybody knows that saving the day the whole time. This is his favourite um, series so finale Rose so far, and he's barely even in it. Interesting. For God's sake. Um, well, series four is the best, and I can't wait. So. No, I'm super excited. Uh, super exciting stuff. Um, yeah, <laughs> nearly there. That's it. Signing off. This has been way too long. Um, yeah. If you're still listening, thank <laughs> you very much now. for listening. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is. Uh, it was. Uh, it was. A, I feel like we had a, a lot to cover in these two episodes. It was. I mean, technically, it's a three parter, so there was going to be a lot to talk about anyway. So. No, this is true. This is true. Yeah, all right. We'll see you next week for the Christmas Invasion, either live or pre-recorded. Thanks for listening, as always. And, uh, yeah, anything to add, Adios, boys? Amigos. Other than that, because that's <laughs> no, my apart, side apart off. Apart from that, no. Yeah, no, it's, uh, no, thank you so much for, uh, I can't believe we're three seasons in so far. It's, um, it, yeah, it only feels like yesterday since we started. But thank you for all the uh, love, and we will carry on for season four. Yeah, on that note, adios, amigos.